A quick announcement before the podcast begins. Don't forget that my three books are now available on Amazon and most online bookstores. 216 and the Secrets of the Universe 2nd Edition is available on Audible, Paperback, or Kindle. It is also translated into Spanish. 216 and the Secrets of the Universe 2nd Edition is a message that myself, the author, Omar Angulo, was guided to deliver by higher beings to humanity through this book. It all began on 216 when my older brother took his life and sent me down an unfathomable rabbit hole over the course of four years. This book can be enjoyed by those that are spiritually curious to those that may consider themselves to be full-blown awakened. My second book, titled My Contact with UFOs, Otherworldly Beings, God, Angels, Demons, and More, is available on Amazon and most online bookstores on paperback. This book is a collection of personal stories and experiences I had with the divine, paranormal, spiritual, and what some may consider to be taboo. My third book, titled My Book of Psalms, The Book of Old Number 3, is available on paperback and is also on Amazon and most online bookstores. This book is a collection of song lyrics written by myself with deep meaning over the course of my life and also a collection of photographs taken by myself or colleagues during not only my musical journey, but journey of life as well. And now, the podcast. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome to episode 22, part two of In A Good Way podcast. Uh, Today, you know, we have Debbie Gleason once again. You know, in episode 21, we talked about mental health. Um, But we did more like, I guess, for everyone to be able to relate. Uh, This one's going to deal more with spiritual aspects of mental health. Um, So if it's too heavy, you know, if if, uh, I mean, you can watch, feel free to watch. But if it's too heavy, then I would recommend, you know, watch part one instead or both either way. Um, But this one, we're going to try to touch more on on the spiritual aspects right so you know some of you might still be able to relate to it you know so um yeah i mean i'm not sure where to start uh oh and and you know thank you once again debbie for being here um so i know like in your line of work obviously you're taught to deal more with the physical aspects right Mm -hmm. but like you said you you're aware of the spiritual so i know i mean maybe you could share a personal like what what kind of spiritual things do you notice that are connected to mental health that you that you experience if, if you don't mind sharing? yeah I think um it's really interesting you mentioned that because I think I think it was just a couple weeks ago I was just reflecting to myself that mental health and spirituality I feel like they walk this like fine line of like being on either side but both could kind of dip in to the other so like schizophrenia Mm. Like to say somebody who's having visions or hallucin, well, we call them hallucinations, right? But like, what if they are spiritual visions that we're not giving them credit for? Um, things like that. I mean, I, I don't know if you've had any encounters with people who are schizophrenic, but, or, or have that diagnosis, I should say. I don't like to call people like something like you're schizophrenic. I like to say like, you've been diagnosed with that, or that's your experience or whatever. Um but for somebody who is experiencing a schizophrenic episode, they might be saying stuff. And if you really listen, some of it is actually like, oh, wow, like this person's telling some truth here that like, you know, we're not really always giving them that credit for, like I said, you know, they might say like, you know, you always hear the stuff about government conspiracy, you know, but I mean, that's not too far fetched. It's just out of the norm that we're used to talking in everyday conversation. 
I mean, since you brought, I feel like we could do the whole episode on schizophrenia because I have, I've always believed that it's always really yeah. made me upset to hear all of this person schizophrenia because I see it'd be like calling myself, like I know for sure. See, like I, and I did that on purpose, right? Like so people knew, like I'm not under any substances. I've been sober, like you know, not even drinking for like I don't know eight years, maybe or something like mm-hmm. that. So I have maybe, I mean, within, I don't know, I think I ate a gummy once, like one of those we in the, in the last, yeah. like maybe three years ago or it's two years, mm-hmm. I don't even know. But, yeah. you know, but other than that, like, um, yeah, like I'm sober. So I know I'll, people that know me, that's the thing is people that know me know when I'm saying something, mm-hmm. like they know it's the truth, right? So right. when I've seen things and this and that, imagine if someone would have just said like, oh, you're schizophrenic. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, see, I don't know to what level. See, like maybe, you know, like you've dealt with people that it, it was just like, oh, wow, they're way out there. But exactly like because I know what was done, you know, until 1978, you know, Native people when the medicine men, everything like for practicing their spiritual <laughs> beliefs, they will put them in the mental institutions. Right. So that, that was like something horrible. Mm-hmm. So like nowadays, I mean. I think everyone's, it almost seems like anyone that would say, oh, I have visions or this and that would just be labeled as schizophrenic. So mm-hmm. like, how much of that do you encounter? Do you encounter a lot of people that are just diagnosed schizophrenic and like, how do you deal with that? I think, I mean, I, I'm really, like I said, I try to be really careful about it. So I'll like take a lot of notes about it and then kind of reflect on like, I mean, are these those symptoms or is there something more spiritual happening? And it also just depends on the level of like awareness and consciousness that person has. So as you know, I mean, there's some people, I mean, even when we think about like Down syndrome or those or or things where there's like cognitive impairment, there's different levels. There's people who can work at Walmart and have Down syndrome. And there's people who are bed bound because they have Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. So there's all these like, it's a, it's a spectrum. So some people who have the characteristics of schizophrenia might be able to function just like you or me. And, and so with those people, I might have a different conversation of like, do you have any spiritual beliefs? Do you have any, uh, you know, what is your, do you have any religious background? What do you like, do you believe in anything like the devil or ghosts or anything like that? And just kind of go from there. And maybe that kind of helps them piece something else differently for themselves. Um, But if they're at a different level and they can't really comprehend that, or it's like too far from where they are. I don't even go that route. I just kind of talk about the symptoms or how they're functioning and how to try to get them to a level to, I guess, make it through the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, it just, yeah, it opens up so much for me. Cause that's, like I said, it's always been, you know, it, you could almost say it, it's at some points it's even felt like a trigger to me because just knowing, like understanding yeah. spirituality oh, yeah. and all the experiences and people not understanding that. And just because someone doesn't understand, they have to put a label on it because. I think there's does. also like that underlying fear of being labeled crazy, yeah. you know, yeah. like especially with spirituality. I mean, there's many times where like I hold back from saying something because I'm like, this group isn't going to get that. And like, they might even question my sanity. So like, I'm just going to zip it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred. I mean, I'm like, I think because thankfully I was around people enough that accepted it 
finally, mm-hmm. well, like when I was around like a native community that, that they may not understand everything you're experiencing, but they understand it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or at least the people that like, to me, when I would talk to the elders, they understood. So to me, it was like, I don't care if this guy or that, you know, whoever doesn't mm-hmm. understand it. Like I would go straight and talk to the elders and they would understand it. So then that was, yeah. that's all the confirmation I needed. Like I didn't need anybody else to be like, oh, okay, you're, you know, um, you know, okay. You, you might be saying you might be this or that, but uh, no, it was funny. Cause um, I was just thinking like, not too long ago, I saw that movie, a beautiful mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, I always felt that like when I saw the movie, like this guy was a genius. Cause you know, there's this old saying, like it's a thin line between genius and insanity. Right. Yeah. Um, but also it's like Tesla, Tesla, no one will ever say he's crazy, but I think he used to say he would get all this information from somewhere that it was being given to him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in yeah. by the label that they put, like the schizophrenia, mm-hmm. like they would have labeled him schizophrenic. If he's saying, oh, I'm getting this, you know, whoever is alien or whoever is giving me this information, that's basically what, yeah. what he was saying, right? I, I think he, he did say that pretty much. But um, anyways, that movie, A Beautiful Mind, it's like, I guess he started seeing things, right? Mm-hmm. He started seeing things and, um, and there was like these people he would see, but you know, he, he got all these prizes for, you know, I don't know what prizes, but he was like this. Have yeah. you ever seen it? The beautiful. Yeah. Mind? Oh, okay. a long time ago. But yeah, I mean, he was very smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but then he started seeing these, um, but right. to me, even when I saw the movie, <laughs> I was like, um, I was like, I wonder if they were ghosts. Like what if they were ghosts, but he didn't have the proper people around him to tell him, Hey, well, they're, they're probably like spirits that are here, you know, try to mm-hmm. talk to him, find out why, or what, what is it? Like, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what are they exactly here for? And I guess he, and even that, see, like when I have, I mean, so we're talking about this, might as well jump all in, right? Like even when <laughs> I started, I started having, you know, more sensitive, like kind of connection with the spirit world that are like hearing, see, like even that, when I was going through a thing, of hearing voices mm-hmm. like that would be like right you would probably label someone schizophrenic right? <laughs> like yeah I mean that's one of the like you know questions we you know we ask as a therapist like do you hear things that aren't there do you see things that aren't there you know yeah but but again when I ask those I, I sometimes try it like if it's a teenager let's say I'll try and separate them from their parents mm. because I think when they're around their parents they're going to be like no but usually if I get them by themselves, they, um, they'll start opening up about what they're actually hearing or experiencing. And a lot of times too, a lot of people don't get this, but we have like, I guess like, I don't know if you would call it like an in, um, inner monologue or dialogue or something like we talk to ourselves. Everybody does it. We think about stuff, but sometimes I think some people confuse that as there's another voice in my head. It's like, it's just you. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. So your belief or is like, I mean, what, what's your personal belief on that? Do you feel it's just that or do you believe in the spirits and all that? I mean, I think there are people who can tap into hearing something, you know, divine or outside of us. Um, I haven't personally experienced that. Um, I will say, I feel like you mentioned before, like Tesla being given stuff. I've had that. I feel like things just kind of fly to me, different insights, ideas, and things like that, but it'll feel like my own. 
But I know internally, like I could have never thought of that or I would have never had that knowledge like I was given it. Um, So with that, it's funny you mentioned that because literally this morning I was thinking about how a lot of people with like ADHD and stuff, they think that they're scatterbrained or they can't get stuff done or even people with bipolar disorder, they have all these great ideas and then they can't get to them. And I was like thinking to myself, like, what makes me different from that? Because I get all this stuff. And I guess maybe it's just like I talked about yesterday, my way of coping, like I know how to like shut it down or how to take a break from it. And I don't, I don't really know how to walk people through that, but maybe it's through other things like breath work and meditation that it's, it's just doing it on its own for me. And I don't have to think too much about it, but I mean, there's times there has been one time where it was like so many ideas coming at once. And I did feel kind of like people with bipolar disorder who are like, I have all these ideas and I don't know how to start. Mm. It was like I was there was one week. It was just all these good ideas and I was buying stuff and it like triggered me because I was like, am I am I going through like bipolar disorder now? Like, what is this? But I guess it was just, I don't know. Like if you are into the spiritual, maybe like the moon phase or something, maybe something, some creative energy was coming through. And I just had like an open vessel or door that it was just kind of coming to me. But then I decided like, I have, I make the decision. I don't have to do all of this just because it's coming to me. And so I think that was a thing. I was really overwhelmed at that time. And I I was thinking, I was like, maybe I'm supposed to share it with people. Like maybe, you know, like I mentioned to you, the songs that were coming in my dream or something, like maybe I give those lyrics to somebody and they kind of play around with music or maybe it finishes their song, you know, but I don't necessarily need to follow through with that, you know, stuff like that. No, yeah, a hundred percent. So like, yeah, because there's a lot like <laughs> I know I just so, went on like a tangent No, no, there. perfect, perfect. No, I'm glad you did. Um, but like um see for me, so I, I have experienced that, right? Yeah, like hearing things and all that. And it has like throughout my life. But like when my brother passed and it got I was really sensitive to everything. Uh on which like you know, I think I mentioned in the other interview that I, I interviewed um uh Josh, you know, a friend of mine. Um I mentioned to him how there's this guy that has a whole channel on a whole YouTube channel on grief. Right. And mm-hmm. not just grief, but near death experiences and all those people, like just crazy things happen when, with that, right. Like the near death experiences with grief. So interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. So when that happened for me, that's why everything opened up. Right. When my brother passed away because already being spiritual, it's almost like I didn't take no for an answer, you know, like yeah. it was like, mm-hmm. Like I wanted to communicate with my brother. Nothing was going to stop me. Like nothing, you know, and I think he, he, the same way he was like, you know, he needed to communicate with me like that. Everything was good and this and that. And things were going to like, they played out how, how they, um, you know, like I shared a story once about how, how, um, you know, when, when I was in the Marines and I went through boot camp, like mm-hmm. nobody, nobody got guests. Right. Cause that's when they're like hard, like, you know, you're going, they're trying to make it as close to being in war because that's normally how it would go, right? You had to at least finish your boot camp basic training. And then in case, you know, boom, you had to get shipped off to war, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but that was like, that's the basics, right? Or I don't know if back then, like, you know, World War and World War One, World War Two. I don't know if they, because, you know, you still need your, your uh, a class, like for the job you're going to have in the military. But I think, you know, during that, like the drafts and everything, it was just like probably just basic training and then boom 
for you to yeah. get shipped off. But but no one get you know, that's when they're really trying to harden you up, like break you down to build you back up, all that stuff. Yeah. So no one get gets guests. And it was funny because my brother went to visit me and it was like, I mean, it was a great feeling you know because you there are like it's crazy it's crazy like it's only like three months long but you know like they told us in the beginning a week's gonna feel like a month a month's gonna feel like it just feels like forever because you're just yeah. yeah it's constant it's non-stop right like there's no telling you don't like at the end it was funny because they're like they're like didn't we at least give you eight eight hours of sleep a day and they're like hell no i i think i slept <laughs> if i was lucky four hours a night but yeah all that mm-hmm. stuff, like they're really like just boom, 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 like nonstop for the three months, right? So, but my brother went to see me, right? And I was like, how in the how, like, how does this guy even do make these things happen? Like, you know, and after they like it was kind of bad, but it was good. Everyone was like looking at me, like, what the hell? How the hell did you get a visitor in the middle of our training? You know, we're in the middle of the training up there, like in camp Pendleton with you know it's a known uh military base. and he just shows up and everyone's like what the hell like so it's like that see like to me mm-hmm. it was like that kind of mentality like when he went to the spirit world it's like if anyone could find a way to to come back or see me like it was him and but in the same me right so so I felt like I was very connected all that to say so during that time too I was very blessed to have people around me like I had a friend that was a medium that like I had known for years and I didn't find out she was a medium till a month before my brother mm. passed away mm. and when you know I mean I'm supposed to hopefully interview her at some point we she was going to be one of my first interviews and then we rescheduled like six times mm-hmm. and after that I haven't I haven't spoken with her but yeah. that one because I can verify you know I think people are always skeptical like like Houdini, like he's one of the most famous magicians and he made it like a quest to prove, disprove all these mediums. So even that, like that, that was one of the things, even my brother, the one that passed away was that, you know, like, or him or my dad would always try to show like, oh, well, Houdini disproved that mediums don't exist or this and that, you know, but mm-hmm. having already experienced spiritual thing, I was already like, I mean, it's cool. If that makes you feel better, you could tell me that, you know, all you want, but how do you, when you've already experienced things, like it's, you already experienced it. Like there's nothing you right. could tell me. Like, so anyways, yeah. um, by chance, I had my medium friend and I know I'm going all over the place, but, but That's so by, by chance, I had my medium friend. And mm-hmm. so I told her when this was happening to me, because she proved it. Right. So I could tell, like, I could vouch for her a million percent. Right. That like, she was helping me out through that whole process. Like even you know I went to my brother's house and she was like oh there's this thing there are things that are so impossible it's like I would never doubt her ever 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 like exactly. you know what I mean so at least for me I know like it, mm-hmm. it's real right and uh so I told her I was like I'm starting to hear like something's going on like I'm really sad like I'm hearing the voices this and that male voices female voices like all these different like spirits yeah. because that's what they say right like she it's like once they see Oh, this person hears us, yeah. then um, then yeah, they're like trying to call. like the movie Ghost. That's literally have you I ever seen, seen the movie that. Ghost? Mm-mm. You haven't seen Ghost? No, I'll have to yeah. check it out now. <laughs> yeah, at least watch that one, that ghost. Yeah. Because it deals with the spiritual, right? Mm-hmm. But um how at first is it's funny, it's like like I don't know what Whoopi Goldberg, you know who she is or no? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Oh, really? No, well, I don't know. Like I know she was really famous back then and then 
I guess she got famous again with the view, right? Like so everyone Oh right, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> so in the in you know, it's like once the ghosts see that she's able to communicate, then they're all lined up, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I in my interview with Aquarius Maximus, she talks about her herself experiencing that, you know. So she's she's sensitive to that. But but um, you know, when my friend I told her and she taught me, like it's almost like a business. You could shut it down. You could tell them, I don't want to hear you. Like she's That's, she explained yeah. to me how how like she tells the because she's how she's connected like oh there's people in other states that she's helped connect like hey your husband that passed away has a message for you or this or that or different things right so and then it's verified it's like oh okay yeah that's real like they'll tell her the spirits will tell her tell them there's this here or tell them there's that there and they'll you know there's no way she could know she's in another state this and that and then you know and then so that's how it's verified i mean that's kind of how it happened with me as well but I asked her, like, how? See, I was lucky that I had her to ask at the moment that that started happening to me. So she's like, you could just close it up like a, like a store. Like, hey, like, I guess the agreement she has is she told them, if I see you, I'm not going to help you. So you could wow. talk to me and I'll help you. Yeah. you go communicate with your relative. Yeah. Whoever. But if I see you, I'm not going to help you. And so I was able to shut it down thanks to her walking me through that right like saying like hey I, I, like nah because it does it sounds like i would be laying down in bed and all of a sudden start hearing stuff and it's like oh mm-hmm. hell no like it sounds like you're going right. crazy. like to yourself it sounds like you're yeah. going crazy you know like how are you gonna sleep all of a sudden someone's over here talk, telling okay. you like hey this hey yeah. that and you're like so you know all that to say i don't even know how we got into that but um or how i got into that whole thing about oh well we're talking about schizophrenia that's okay yeah but I think, you know, like you said, like you said, uh, she mentioned just to, taking that into your own hands that you can shut things down. So like yeah. even like I mentioned about the thoughts being overwhelming or like I was being given stuff like I didn't need all that. So just figuring out how to kind of cut it out. And so that's the thing. See, we have that power. Like, mm-hmm. see, I experienced it now. I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But for someone that all of a sudden, you know, they feel like, oh, I'm schizophrenic, I'm losing. I could even see how that could drive someone to suicide, to yeah. like really lose their mind. Especially with the stigma attached to it, you know, that like maybe you can't work or maybe you have to go to a hospital and stay there the rest of your life. Like it just, there's all these labels and like associations with having something like that. Yeah, 100%. And like, you know, there was even another incident that happened to me and I prayed. I was like, take it away, take it away. And it stopped. Mm-hmm. But it, that's the same. It felt like I was losing my mind. You know, um, yeah. I think me and you have talked about like alternate realities and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. So a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. that's what it was. Like I was in the shower and see water. Like if you see any kind of rituals or ceremonies throughout mm-hmm. all these cultures, there's always water or not all of them. But water is involved a lot. Right. Because water is like I mean, we come to this earth through water. When we're in the woman's womb and we come out, we're in water. So if you think about it, like water literally is a portal. It's a portal that brings us into this existence. Yeah. So that's how sacred water is if people don't get it. So, you know, I was in the, sh- in the shower, you know, getting soaked in water. And all of a sudden, it's like my brain just started seeing all these alternate realities. And it was so overwhelming. I dropped to my face and I was like, take it away, take it away. 
take it away yeah. and it went away and i was like like <laughs> i don't want that like it was so heavy but i was i have that connection that i feel if i pray for see i believe that's the thing mm -hmm. is i have a very strong conviction that when i pray they're going to listen to me mm -hmm. well, not always immediately not always like boom because it did take a little bit but it was like then it went away you know what i mean so but you know yeah. the way we're so conditioned now it's like like even that i know in therapy you wouldn't by the rule book you wouldn't be allowed to share that kind of thing with your patient. like i've experienced that or something i mean to talk about stuff like that like like you really i the the reason i i mean I'm careful about what I share because I don't want it to be used against me. Mm. But so with, with something like that, not necessarily, but um, I might like, if somebody asked me, you know, have you experienced something like that? I might just like vaguely be like, yeah, I have, but not go into detail about like, oh, I hear voices or I'm talked to spirit or whatever, you know, I, mean, I, I might not say all that, but I might kind of get them to think about it differently you know, or, or learn more information as to what it is, you know, like you even said, you heard like a female voice and a male voice, like getting specifics like that, yeah. you know, like, what are you hearing? And then I think it's only really detrimental or like, you know, concerning if it's like stuff of like, to cause harm to someone else. Like if I was hearing, mm. hey, go to the neighbor and I don't know, stab them or something, you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. And then that's when I would definitely get more into like, okay, we need to treat for schizophrenia or psychosis or something. And I need to really stick by the book because this is really, you know, um, this could kind of overlap and get more serious, you know. Uh, but with something else that's, you know, like hearing the voice of God or something, and, and maybe it's something more soothing or it or, or empowers the person. I, I don't think anything's wrong there, you know? Yeah, no. And, um, see, I think I'm that like for spiritual people, like, I think I, I really feel we're all spiritual, but obviously there's different levels, right? Yeah. Those who. You know, like I've tried to explain that to people. It's just if you don't believe I, I made a whole I think I made a video because I, I had that kind of experience like with my dad. Right. He's like mm -hmm. the biggest skeptic ever. Right. In the world. Like to he's like I said, he would show me like, oh, look, Houdini disproved like mediums. Yeah. And stuff. Like he because Houdini mm -hmm. made it his quest like to disprove. I don't know what happened to him. I think he wanted one to communicate or put him in contact with his mother that had passed away. Uh, and it was a complete. Yeah, it was a fraud. Like that person was a fraud. So then he was like, okay, they're all frauds. But I yeah. guess he would expose. But I guess back then, I, I forgot what year he was alive in, but it was like a huge thing. I guess not, I don't know if it was just in the US, but I guess the medium thing was like, it was huge. It would be on the newspaper that mm -hmm. all oh, this medium and this and that. Like it was yeah. crazy. It must have been before, like, the christianity wave hit because mm -hmm. see like i think a lot of people think like oh it was just like a huge thing since the beginning of the u.s but i guess see i didn't even realize it i think christianity like it really hit like the way we see it today mm -hmm. or now not so much maybe i don't know but um because they, like they wouldn't have accepted mediums right like they they would have gone against them like full force supposedly like according you know how the government like mm -hmm. they always put like you know, every every person running for president will let you know, like mm -hmm. even Trump, right? He used 
like the Christian thing. And he <laughs> yeah. asked him to say like one passage from the Bible. Like he was like, oh yeah, that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. they use it in a political sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like every single president, right? I think Biden used the Catholicism, but he probably really is. I don't know if he really is a practicing Catholic or what, right? But they all use the religion. Yeah. Um, so back then, I guess mediums were a big hit, like across mm-hmm. the U.S. And but then, like Houdini came and just started like knocking them all down. Like, look at this one's a fraud. I'm gonna show you how they did this. Or even ones that would move items, right? He would go see that they were moving items, and he would show. I think one lady, he literally put her in a box where she couldn't move her arms or anything. And oh. once he did that, she couldn't move objects, and she was cussing them out and mm. saying all these things. So it was crazy. See, so it's interesting, too, because if you think about it, I mean, if somebody is a medium and they're restricted like that, I mean, then they don't really they're not open probably to even get that kind of communication. They're like already struggling for what, you know, it's uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Right. It could be like uh, just not having. I mean, think about it. Look at Tai Chi and all this. It's it's. Yeah, it's, you need that movement. Like you need something. You need to, I mean, you can't be closed up. That's why they say like open your heart, you know, like you can't be closed. Otherwise, yeah. So yeah. but I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe those were really frauds, right? But see, like, yeah. like I said, to me, like I wouldn't even vouch for someone if I thought, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so right. I've I've experienced that. Well, and even, you know, it just depends the culture you're around. Like once you're around a more spiritual culture, like you'll see things, right? But, um, mm-hmm. but, um, where was I going with all that about the, lost my train of thought, the mediums, the, I don't know. I lost my train. Well, you were talking about your dad, how he he's doesn't, he's like a skeptic and stuff like that. And he's always trying, he was talking about Houdini who was disproving stuff. Oh yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. I think we're, well, cause I made a video about it. So he, him mm-hmm. being a skeptic, um, man, I forgot what I was going to say. Cause I know like he's. See, because there was a, like when we moved into the house where mm-hmm. when I started high school, like there was a little I even made a video about that. I put like little ghost girl. Right. Right. So there yeah. was a little girl that we would see mm-hmm. and it was only me and him. And then even the guy, this guy that was building a patio, he ended up seeing her. So it wasn't just me, my dad like this, right. but other people couldn't see her in the house that like my mom never saw her, this and that. So he was sensitive to all this, but mm-hmm. still he was like, you know, just th- the biggest skeptic. Right. Um, and so finally, like, I don't know, a few months ago, I had that conversation with them about like, what would it take for you to believe? Like, let's say you could ask, Hey, if you show me this, I'll believe. Mm-hmm. I was like, what would it take? What's the minimum thing that they could show you? So you'll believe. And he was like, nothing. I was like, what? Like, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I don't like but then. And my mind was blown. I was like, wow, then. If I would have had that conversation with him years before, but see, I guess I felt like even me, it was part of me that I had matured enough to be calm and be like, okay, well, think about it and be like, okay, well, what would it take? Why are you such a skeptic? Like, what, what's the minimum thing? Because that's how it happened for me. I asked for something, they showed me, and I was like, that's it. I'm never going to doubt again. Just with one thing that they showed mm-hmm. me that was so unbelievable that mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can't doubt. Like, it's, a, I'd be insane to doubt. Like, mm-hmm. Just how people look at spiritual people like, oh, this person is crazy. That's how I would be. Like, I would tell people I don't have the luxury to not believe in God. Because that's who I thought. I would like, 
communicate. I asked God some stuff. He showed me. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. I was like, okay, then that's it. Like, I'd be a fool, right? Like, to not believe. So, but when I asked him this, he was like, nothing. Like, ah, there's nothing they could show me to believe. So I was like, well, then, then you're never going to be shown. Like, what's, like, it didn't make, I was like, why did I waste all these years trying to understand you or this and that? So that's not really how I feel it is. Like, if you don't, if you're not open to it, then why would they show you? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, let's say you're, right. you know, at your job and, you know, let's say you were supposed to train someone to be a therapist and the whole time they're just talking about, well, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. Why would you even waste your time? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like this person's already showing you interest that they're never going to care about mm-hmm. helping people. It's kind of just a paycheck. Like they have no interest. So why are you yeah. caring if you actually care? Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. I was, I was just going to say, I think my, my belief in that too, is almost just like planting the seed, but also not kind of spinning your wheels to the point that you're frustrated. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, you can impart your wisdom and if somebody is not going to take it, then you just hope that maybe at a later time that seed gets watered, you know, and then it's like, oh, wow, now all of this makes sense because I, I spoke with them at this time and now I spoke with this person and then boom, it just clicks, you know? That you just you never know. So I, I feel like it, I wouldn't like necessarily say not to take that time, but it's just when you recognize yourself getting heated about it, that's when you back off. Like that's my capacity and I did what I could. And I think uh, my personal belief is that we're each here to help each other enlighten in some way. But again, everybody is like, like you talk about maturity, like everybody's growing at a different pace. It's not to say that they won't get there, but maybe they won't get there in this lifetime, you know? And that's something, okay. (laughs) No, 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 because we talked about it in the last, um, you know, you mentioned like, and I understand, but I was like, I guess trying to not go too much into it because Mm -hmm. like the last episode, we're trying to be more relatable, but how, you know, like you said, like we called certain things. Yeah. I think that w- that's a hard one for people to grasp, right? Like even that, like I told you, like they, wait, I don't know. Or I think I, I talked about it. I don't know if I talked about it with you, but like when my brother passed away, mm-hmm. they showed me that this is how it was written. This is how it was going to be. Yeah. So it was, but I mean, they really showed me. So if not, how could my brain grasp like the concept of how could something like this so traumatic, so heavy, like we agreed to it or how could this be written into our script? You know, how, how could it, it doesn't make sense, but. Does, does it now to you or does, course, do you yeah. have to, no, yeah. I was shown, like, I'm telling yeah. you, when okay. I tell you, see, and that's the hard part. Like, I wish I could show you what I've seen, but mm-hmm. like, we each have our journey. Like yeah. if I show people like all the things I've been shown and seen, like, that's why I'm not surprised. Anything someone could tell me, like, I'm really not going to look at you like you're crazy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Unless, see, I noticed this. I'll, I'll touch on this briefly. Like, I noticed, you know, when, when I was growing up, I noticed, I was already spiritually aware, but probably not as much. But yeah, you know, I was already having probably premonition, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was a huge, like, outbreak of, like, I think the, the capital of the United States of, like, methamphetamines was, like, a few counties over, right? Like, uh, two counties over so it wasn't far but even where I live it was like I Mm -hmm. saw tons of friends 
and you would just see them like you couldn't even recognize them no more getting hooked on meth. But what I noticed is they were very sensitive to the spirit world, mm-hmm. but it was almost like bad entities would, but like some of them would still have premonitions. So I was blown away. So I was like, Whoa, like here's this person on meth. Half the other stuff they're saying, cause mm-hmm. I remember this friend showed up once and I was like, I felt bad. Cause I, like I wanted to tell him, like, hey, like I can't be around you because even his energy didn't feel right, right? Mm-hmm. I remember there was a palm tree like across the street, and he was like, "Look, you see that?" Like he said, a, a little kid or something was popping out of the palm, like this high palm tree. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh yeah, okay, oh yeah, I saw. <laughs> but they, like, you don't want to say because I, I was saying no, oh no, I don't see him. No, yeah, yeah, right there, right there. So, oh yeah, okay, I see him now, right? Um, yeah. But it's crazy because I noticed some of them would be having premonitions legit. Like I could vouch that some premonitions some of these people had came true. So it was I was blown away that this drug. Well, you know, it's like almost like, but see, this is a man-made drug, right? As opposed to you, you hear people with their experiences with ayahuasca and mushrooms and peyote, which are natural from the earth, right? Plant medicine. Go ahead. Or just like plant medicine. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but it, it comes... I mean, that's what we eat, you know, like that's right. what keeps us alive. Like it's, it's, right. you know, we're obviously connected to it. And, and when we, you know, like my friend, the experience he shared with mushrooms, like mm-hmm. it, it blew me away because he's not someone that we've really had any spiritual conversations, but everything he's saying, you know, it was just like, you know, it touches on everything that a spiritual mm-hmm. experience is right. Like to right. say that, to feel connected, to get these mm-hmm. amazing revelations of like how nothing all right. the material stuff none of that stuff's gonna matter when we go and yeah. you know and all the, the things that this must, what was that <laughs> the ego deaths exactly that. that a mushroom showed them you know what i mean like all that knowledge yeah. came from eating a mushroom how can you say oh that's like some kind of drug or it's in a, this hallucinogen just made your mind trip okay and have <laughs> some in-depth profound knowledge given to you like that you know what yeah. i mean um yeah i think you know stuff like that so you know drugs plant medicine even um meditation you're reaching an altered state of consciousness and so that's where you can like tap into those other things which is why i like i, I actually like preach to my patients i'll like slide it in there as, but if they're very religious i won't say anything but i'm like you, you should meditate <laughs> yeah. and if they don't know how to i try and teach them I like let them know how how I do it because I think everybody should have access to that so whether you know you feel like shrooms is like too risky for you or you don't want to go try a drug or ayahuasca or anything like that then meditation like you can access this similar states through meditation yeah yeah 100 percent um and how do you feel I think because that's people's fear right oh what if I have a bad trip that was always my fear right like like, I don't know, acid's man-made, but, you know, I think this whole documentary is on, I guess there was this guy, I don't know if he was a doctor, and he's the one that got everybody, like, mm-hmm. doing acid, and I think he had all these profound, you know, right, things yeah. jumped to him through acid, but, I mean, I never attempted to take that because i seen people have bad trips, that, even people that supposedly, like, never came back, like, it was crazy, when I was in high school, there was a kid, I guess, whose older brother or something, Mm-hmm. had done acid and he was just gone he was like 
That's Gosh. it. His brain was gone. And they were trying to sue the drug dealer. Like, it was crazy. Wow. I don't know. I don't know how that works, if you could or what. But it was like, they were trying to sue the guy that sold him. Oh, I guess you could, right? The guy that sold him the acid for, you know, messing up. Uh, like, yeah, he was gone. Like, the, so that kind of stuff made me reluctant to do that. So I don't even know if I would ever try acid or something like that. Um, but I would, but see like someone like Jimi Hendrix, Santana, amazing musicians. And it was like when they, you know, they did a lot of stuff on acid and somehow tapped into that, you know? I was just going to mention, like, I know you said something before about, um, like the fine line between, um, being a genius or I guess, what was the other word insanity. you used? Genius insanity, and right? So I guess it's the same with uh, reaching an altered state of consciousness. Like sometimes maybe you do kind of are kind of on that edge too. So you could tap into the more like genius part where you're making music and, and all that, or you tap into a different part. So, and who's to say, I mean, I'm sure there's much more than we know about, you know, but I think you run that risk either way. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, like, have you experienced? Okay, I know you mentioned Dolores Cannon in the in the last, you know. So, yeah. which was the book again that you've read? Um, I've read. I think there's one called "The Three Waves of Volunteers in the New Earth." So that's the one I've read, and then the Custodians. The Custodians oh. is about aliens <laughs> oh, okay. and like abductions and things like that okay um and see she's respected like no one looks at her like she's crazy well so she was a therapist and she would put oh. her patients into a trance mm. and and reach into like their subconscious to to ask like these deeper questions so, so things we don't remember so like even that dream you know we talked about before about where i had what I believe to be like a, an encounter from like an extraterrestrial. There's probably things in that dream that if I was put into a trance, I could remember more clearly. Maybe I would actually see the being and what they looked like exactly. But from my memory, it almost, you know, appeared to be like a taller human, mm. but that's from like my consciousness here in like a 3D. But if I was in my subconscious, maybe I would actually explain something it might sound horrifying, but in my waking state, that's just what I know. So she reached into these other layers of, of people um, to get all this information. And a lot of them were recalling alien abductions that they had oh, never wow. told anybody about and weren't even aware of for themselves. And then they were talking about different going out into like from like different planets. They were from different areas. They're not from Earth. Mm. Um, so it was a, a whole lot of stuff. And then the other book, uh, the three waves of volunteers talked about how these waves of people started coming in because there was a call from the earth, uh, like Gaia, saying that, you know, it needed people to come in and start kind of paving a new way and like pretty much like enlighten people um, through different acts of service or work um, to get us all to pretty much move out of like this more 3D into a 5D reality. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting about that, because even there was one woman that I had met, you know, she was a shaman from um, Colombia, right? And when I met her, like I was, I took them to the ceremony, to a native ceremony. 
but you know, I had to go pick them up and then drive. And then, so after I had to go take them back. Right. So mm -hmm. I, I had all these hours to spend. And at that moment, I had never met anyone that all the crazy things that have happened to me that no one I could really talk to. She, anything I was asking her, what about this? Or I seen a vision of this, right? She was just answering everything. Boom, 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 without skipping a beat. Yeah. So I was like a kid in a candy store, right? I was just like yeah. picking her brain, like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And, um, and so one thing she told me is that she said how, like, like how you mentioned all these beings coming that she said, like, I know, like, see, if we talk about it from a physical standpoint, we could say, oh, like autism, right? There's all these autistic kids because all the stuff. Well, so they're part of, a lot of them are actually part of the wave. Okay. Well, that's what she told yeah. me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And she, um, I, I doubt she ever read the, are they all in English or books or the, because she, she's mostly like a. There's probably a translation. Or I think her books have been translated, I think, oh. into like a hundred different languages. Well, I'll ask her one day out of curiosity, but. Yeah. I, I don't think like she read it's like Definitely. me sometimes I'll have seen like where someone I'll say something that oh I, you know I heard about that or something so I think you know we experience mm -hmm. similar things like people that are tapped in and, or these, and the, these ideas too are also like across the board just like when you hear something in the bible and it's also mentioned in the quran or somewhere exactly. like these are all the the idea is is not new yeah. it's just you're hearing it from different perspectives from different people and you're hearing it in a different context yeah and so one of the things she said about like autistic kids and kids with, you know, like Down syndrome, all this stuff, yeah. or not, you know, right. is that, yeah, they're coming to balance things out because them, if you look at them, really, they don't have a lot of the malice or nothing or none of it that regular mm -hmm. people have. They're just like, their brain acts different or, or they're, you know, they don't have all those things. They're not thinking of how to get over on somebody or how to this right. or that, like, you know. And the funny thing with that too, just kind of linking it to the mental health is that with autism, you know, it's almost like, you know, when they come to therapy, a parent or a teacher or something is like, you know, almost like fix it, you know, like oh. make them kind of conform to like our standards. But really, I mean, they're kind of our teacher. We should be learning from them. Mm. And what's like, for example, given, if you can give an example of like, what's something that you've seen that that has struck you and you like learn from them like it's a good question um i think the ways you know uh, I'll, I'll use down syndrome so down syndrome i was drawn to people with down syndrome for some reason when i was in like high school i started reading books on it for no apparent reason maybe it was a spiritual thing and i just wasn't aware of it at the time but i was just it was fascinating to me and I had never really met anybody with Down syndrome. And then after I graduated college, I went and actually worked in a home where it was adults with Down syndrome. Mm. It was like a whole campus of them. Um, and I just really appreciated the way that they appreciated their life, like mm. small things, you know, but you know, the phrase like stop and smell the roses, like they were literally doing that. You know, and here I am like trying to rush them, like, let's go, let's go. But they're like taking their time. They're doing like, and I, I like, look at that. I'm like, that's what we should be doing. Like, we're on this like urgency thing, like go, 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 get it done, be productive. But like, they're here stopping to actually look at what there is. They are human beings. They're like being, we're trying to do, <laughs> but they're being, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, and, um, 
see, like when I was younger and I would see them, I remember thinking like it was humbling, right? It was like, okay. you know, if you ever think like, oh, this or that, nagging about any little thing, like, mm-hmm. and you see, like you weren't born with that, right? Because most people will be like, oh, like I wouldn't want to be born like that, right? But you see them, I don't know what's humbling to me, but now I see them, like, I guess, understanding what I think I understand about spirit, the spirit, spirit, whole thing about, like, this whole journey is that, that, that they chose to come like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I look at it like, wow, like, and brave, you know, brave, because I don't know, like, you know, who knows, maybe in a a past life I did, or, or, you know, you did, or whatever, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it could be why we were kind of drawn to them in some way, you know, maybe it's something that resonates for us, because maybe we walked that path before, you know. Yeah, yeah, or maybe, you know, or I haven't, and I, but I look at it like, yeah, like, if they chose that, then I definitely, you know, and I see the same thing, like, when I see someone, you know, sometimes you'll see someone in a wheelchair, this and that, and again, like, there's the humbling thing, like, okay, like, you know, don't be complaining about this and that, but there's also the, right. now, like, spiritually, it'd be like, like, if they chose that, I wonder why they chose that, like, what, what is it, like, um, you know, I don't know, there's some kind of journey think, there. Yeah, I think, you know, with everything, like, you're choosing it to learn something, and so it's really ultimately up to them, and, and so two people in a wheelchair or two people with Down syndrome are not learning the same thing. You know, maybe one is learning unconditional love because people are make show you love despite how you look. Mm. Somebody else might be learning how strong they are because maybe they're going to get bullied, you know, so it just, but they, they chose it to learn something. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, um, and also to teach us, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And that's kind of what, what the, you know, the woman that was a shaman that is a shaman said, you know, it was like, they're here to teach. They're here to balance it out. Like, yeah. and it made perfect sense to me. Like when she told me, I mean, she even went deep into some other stuff about, you know, in all the, like, you know, I don't know if you're familiar. The Popol Vuh is like, a, they call it like the Mayan Bible, right? Funny you mentioned, I was about to talk about the Mayans. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Uh-huh. So even they had a, like in the Bible, I mean, in their Bible, the Popol Vuh, it talks about how when we were created, like, you know, they, they were trying to make different versions of men, but, you know, like, you know, men, women, like humans, right? And so um, one of the versions, like, it couldn't procreate and this and that, right? So it was like this, this, that. But see, like, indigenous people have a strong, especially from, you know, I guess the South America and all this, or, or you know, where the Mayans mm-hmm. were from and all that strong connection with corn right corn is very important right you'll see it even in the drawings the mm-hmm. i mean i don't think they're called hieroglyphs right the i don't know if that's more the egyptian thing or that's here but you know you see it like in the yeah, carvings or you know and so she said how one day in the future they would see that because they said that that the gods or whoever created also took corn to make it says that in this book like corn to mm-hmm mix it with the dna of the human and you know Mm -hmm. so they were making the right like human being Mm -hmm. and um and she said that one day in the future they would find that out that we do have like whatever genetic thing yeah so no all those things that's why like all these things that they call myths and all that's what blows my mind like we're like all these other cultures aside from like what we know now as modern religions 
everything else is a myth, mythology, this, that. Right. But they just call this, like, it's funny how everything else became mythology. But, you know, I I like that she said that. that it's like everything will come to light, right? Like, mm-hmm. like that saying was, well, I don't know. No, that's a different saying. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> like, that it was going to come to light. You know, so many things that, that were going to happen, right? Um, Go ahead. You, were you going to say something there? Oh, about the Mayans. It's, it's yeah. funny because I was going to mention it. I didn't know if it was, like, too esoteric, but... With Dolores Cannon, um, at the end of the her book about the three ways of volunteers and the new earth, it was fascinating. She talked about the Mayans and how, yeah, uh, I guess there was a tribe, or, or maybe it was the whole culture itself, um, but that they figured out a way. This is really out there. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> they figured out a way to take the whole culture, that whole like Mayan uh, civilization at that time and leave this dimension and go elsewhere so they like the whole so that's why they say like the minds are gone because like they took themselves and like they figured something out and they left that was this is the theory in the book and there's like other beings like passing this information along about it so when we're talking about the new earth and how to shift our level of consciousness that's ultimately what the new earth is is if we can get as many people enlightened we're going to shift out of this like very violent and like negative 3d reality and move into a different dimension. No, and I agree. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's good because there's so many Mayan people still here because I know they, well, from like lineage. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, but it's like, there's so many even movies that have shown that like, or there's that story that the Mayans disappeared, but yeah. I don't know. They're still here. So I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was a Well, they could also be the time travelers, right? People who are coming back to help us propel forward. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, there's there's just a lot of of my, like all through Mexico even, you know, there's just a lot. um, But I do believe, I do believe that that happened in some capacity, right? Like, you know, they talk, see, like, that's one thing that I kind of believe even more about how they see that there's an inner earth, right? Mm-hmm. So like how you went out there, so I'm going to go even more out there. Yeah. Actually more in there, right? Because inner earth, they say how? Well, because there was even this pilot for the military that said he saw this stuff and he went in, into this huge hole like up north in I don't know, Antarctica or the North Pole or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after he changed his story, I think, and then on his deathbed, he said that it was all true. So wow. see, yeah, that's the thing is like, mm-hmm. but they've said that there's people that have said that about journey, like inside the earth and that yeah. there's like this whole civilization. It's almost looks like they have their own sun in there and all mm-hmm. this stuff, which would make sense. Cause it's like this huge, I mean, I don't know. They t- teach us at the crust and the mantle and it's all lava. Or, I don't know, but that's yeah. one of the things that they've talked about that there's the inner earth, right? Yeah, yeah. You never heard about that? Or? I haven't. No, I'm oh, not talking yeah. to it now. No, yeah, there's books and, you know, yeah, there's so many books about it. I mean, even the ocean, right? I remember I took an oceanography yeah. class and that's the Atlantis. first time I heard it. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the professor said, like, I think only, like, 5% of the ocean had been explored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, what's... No, and then, I mean, it keeps coming out. Oh, here's this ruins or we found, you yeah. know... Yeah, ruins that are like 75,000 years old and there's this and there's that, right? Um, so, 
Yeah, there's. I feel like reading now. Now I want to go back and um, and read these books. Um, yeah. Because it's been a while about certain things that I want to brush up on. But uh, I was going to talk, ask you about, okay, so even reading those books, right? Like Dolores Cannon, mm-hmm. which a lot of people seem to admire her and believe what she's saying, right? So in all her books or, or things that you know of, has she said anything about these entities? Because even with near-death experiences, like I've heard so many interviews of near-death experience and they tend to kind of talk about similar things like what Dolores Cannon says about like the afterlife, right? Mm-hmm. Or that, like us volunteering, coming back, like yeah. we choose it, all this different stuff. So do they ever talk about these bad entities? Because I want to tie that into the mental health thing as well. Yeah. Like, has she ever mentioned anything about these bad entities? I've, I've only listened to two of her books, but the one about the, the custodians, which is about extraterrestrial beings and stuff um she did mention she mentions in her interviews in those because she's getting all of her information from her patients being in a subconscious or altered state where they're being channeled through from like another being and so they're at some point if you listen to it on audio it's funny because you get like the voice change the voiceover and stuff so it's like another being will come through and like choose to go ahead and speak for whoever so if i was under in a trance and I'm not speaking, I guess, the way as clearly as they wanted me to, then their voice would come through and speak mm. to Dolores Cannon herself. So um, she she mentioned a few times, you know, that people, when they're explaining alien abductions, that they have a bad experience, that there's probing and it's scary or they're seeing something very horrifying or whatever. Um, and, and so she talks about it. Now, they, they do say that everything that they're doing is actually for our benefit, that they are. It's almost like we're a garden and they are like trying to nourish us um, and make sure that everything's going well and that we don't like kill ourselves or, you know, um, as, a, as a whole unit. We don't like kill off the human race, basically. Um, but they, they did say that there was a subset of. Like they have all these different, I'm sure you've heard it, like, what is it, Arcturian and Lumerian or something like they have all these different races, but there was one, I'm not sure if it's the greys or a different one, but there was one that I guess did have different intentions. And so the, what was passed along in this book and, and that I did mention, I think in like the first video we did was that you can always say that you do not give consent. Mm. Um, so if you ever find yourself in a situation where you feel like you've been abducted or you feel like you're about to be, you can always use your free will to say, I'm not going to be a part of this. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I've heard that before. That's why like that's um, I've heard about that, like saying those words, like I, I don't give consent. No, but because I was going to talk about how like, um, you know, because that's one of like. You know, like, I feel like they put me through. T- now I feel like I know they put me through tests, even learning here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know people don't might not understand that, like, to think, how can something communicate with you? Like, if you don't see it, if you don't, something mm-hmm. like that. But it's almost like I think of a dog, right? Like, how they've even trained mm-hmm. dogs to, they could find cancer in someone, right? Like, mm-hmm. like. They could sm- like I don't know how, but they sense it. They smell it. I don't know what. No words spoken. No. Yeah. Even through like eye contact, like with with my dog, we have a really good bond. And there's times like I feel like 
he's, he's like talking to me. Like I can see it. I'm like, no, <laughs> or, or else I'll, I'll look at, I'll give him a look and he knows what it means and he'll go off, you know, and we have no verb, like they don't understand the way we do. So there's definitely something. Yeah. Yeah. So even, I mean, just that seeing like, okay, so there's communication without words. Mm-hmm. Like it's obvious with dogs. If anyone ever doubts, it's obvious with dogs. So yeah. Think about beings that are more advanced, right? Mm-hmm. Or that we consider more advanced. To not, like, to really, for us, really not, we like, we wouldn't understand how advanced they are that they could communicate with us. Like, we don't see them, we, but they're there, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things, too, that I went through once. Like, I went through a very, like, all these tests and, like, you know, they would give me my little thing when, you know, while I was finding feathers, which are, are, like yeah. to me, it was a rare feather, right? I had never mm-hmm. found because the, the red tail hawk is a very spiritual animal. There's all these yeah. things like written mm-hmm. about the red tail hawk. And um, so one time I remember I was up hiking and all this stuff, and I was having all these thoughts, negative stuff, right? Yeah, negative stuff that had no reason. And so at that moment, I realized because see, I had already passed the test of knowing when it's you, when you're putting stuff in your head, that voice, mm-hmm. you know, the just negative yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so i had already passed that but then this time i acknowledge i stopped and i was like wait a second this isn't me something's messing with me and Mm -hmm. right as i said that i looked down and boom there was a red tail hawk feather you know Mm -hmm. so it was like if i passed that test see so i've experienced that i feel that right i don't know like how you know like obviously like how you really can't talk to people about that. Maybe that would be a form of schizophrenia where someone is really getting harassed by some entity, but I don't, I've never really heard. I mean, religion, I that, see, that's why with religion, I would, I would be able to um, relate to that. I think only religions have been, you know, by chance when I was going through certain things, I remember I was working at this job and this Christian guy who we shared a, a spiritual experience. And I didn't even know this guy. He mm-hmm. gave me this book. It was like spiritual warfare. It was like this Christian, mm-hmm. hardcore Christian book, but mm-hmm. he gave it to me and it was, it made sense to me because it was talking about that. Like when things are messing with you and how to the same, like to call them, like, you know, to not give them consent in a way or fight them mm-hmm. and this and that. So it was all a book on that spiritual warfare, the things we can't see. Right. And mm-hmm. so I've experienced that. So I don't know how to how to like uh, talk about that really because um you know it's a touchy subject like what you don't want to say the wrong thing what if you give advice spiritually and someone that probably would have benefited from like you know doing the regular stuff like going to get prescription drugs or going to mm-hmm. you know psychiatric help mm-hmm. you know but I've experienced that I guess I'll just say that like I'll, I'll yeah. I don't know if uh, you've read about that because like I, I know. You You said you've never really experienced the hearing stuff. No, I haven't. But I will say, you know, um, I've experienced, I guess, I don't know if I, I explained it to somebody and they said that I was being like a channel. Um, I've experienced that where like, I mean, even with my patients, this might sound weird, but I have it a lot with my patients that I'll get into a moment where I'm just talking and talking. And all of a sudden, when I stop, I realize it wasn't, it wasn't me. Mm. Like something else was like using me to, to get a message across to them. 
you know, like sometimes I'll like there's certain metaphors or, or things that I'll say across the board, you know, to a lot of people throughout my day. Like sometimes I'll, uh, I'll, fit, uh, I'll find a good metaphor in the morning and I'll use it in like a lot of my sessions if it's relatable. Well, there was one day, like, it was like a very random metaphor. And I was like, I don't know where that came from, mm. but like, it wasn't something I've ever used. I was like, it was good, but I don't. So I know I was like being like, I don't want to say used, but I guess it was a message getting across. So I've had that. And sometimes I can feel it now. I can feel when I'm in it because it feels, it doesn't feel weird, but it almost is there's some, I don't even know how to describe it. It just, I can, I can almost feel it now when it's happening. Um, I don't know how else to work with it. I guess I'm still in like the early stages of that, of like when maybe I could intentionally do it. Um, but I did notice one time, I mentioned this actually just yesterday to somebody that I had a guy come in and he actually had schizophrenia. And when I looked through his chart, which I don't normally do before meeting someone, cause I try to like have an open mind before looking at stuff but for yeah. some reason this day I, I looked at his chart and I saw all this stuff and I was like oh, this is going to be a difficult one like it looks like this is like a lot of ingrained stuff and like I I don't know what to do so I meditated before he came in and when I was sitting there I think about halfway through the session I just started talking and I don't know, I, to this day, I don't know what I was saying. And when I stopped myself as, or when I stopped talking, I realized what was happening. And I asked him, I said, did any of that make sense? And he said, all the fish were caught in the net. <laughs> oh. So to this day, I have no idea what I said, which is probably like almost unethical in a way, but like he got the message and I saw him after that. And I just like paid very close attention. Cause I was like, I don't want to like hinder any like progress like especially if I don't know what I'm saying you know but um I trust myself enough to know that I'm not saying anything weird you know but uh it was just that that was the first time where I felt like it was like out of my control I think that was one of the first times I noticed that happening to me but mm -hmm. I also think I like I said called it in because I, I meditated right before so it was almost like I opened up that doorway and I'd also acknowledged to myself I didn't know how to work with him mm -hmm. you know so it was almost like, I think something was like, well, here, we'll help you out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, no, and I understand hundred percent what you're saying. I mean, you, you want to talk, I don't want to see, I always no, like, I don't want to make sure yeah, you don't get ahead. in trouble because like you see for people, I don't know if they'll understand. How do you, how do you feel about that? Like, do you think people are open enough to like understand these things now? Like, uh, about like channeling or I mean it's all tied in right mm -hmm. yeah um or, or do you mean about channeling or about something else like spirit like, everything see I understood what you're saying but I'm like if they hear you say that like are they gonna be like oh like right yeah so I don't I don't let my patients know like I never told that guy like I don't know what just happened you know because like, I mean should I'm I leave gonna... it in the interview like you feel comfortable yeah no 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 that's fine um but I, like I said I that that was the first time that I was aware of it happening so it kind of like threw me off I'm sure it's it happened before then and I just went with it and maybe thought like, oh, I'm really on it today, you know, like inspired or something. But that was the first time I knew because it was almost like I blacked out. It was like a moment of like, I don't know. I don't know what I was saying, but like it was helpful. And so then other times 
I think I started to try to practice more awareness of like, what am I saying? Are these really my thoughts? Are these really my words? And then I, I kind of picked up, I guess, I would say it's probably just a strong intuition. There's some people, like there was one person, it was the first time I was seeing her. So I'm supposed to go through a list of questions um, for the first time, but something told me not to. And for some reason, I like had this thought of a cat. And so I was like, I was like, this is so weird. I don't know why. So I just decided to ask her, I was like, do you have a cat? And she broke down crying and said her cat had died that morning. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, she was here for a different reason, but because of that happening on the day she was coming in, I was like, well, let's just talk about your cat. So like, you know, like it, I almost could have done worse by just asking her question, 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 and her never really talking about her cat. So something yeah. just told you to ask that. Yeah. Something literally told me, put it away. Like, and I was like, this is weird. And I just like put it away. And then it was like an image in my head of a cat. And I was like, you know, and I was like, do I ask her? Like, this is weird. And I was like, do you have a cat? <laughs> she was like, yeah. And then just started crying. And I was like, oh my goodness. And she was like, it died that morning. So we were talking about it, but stuff like that. And there, there's other times, you know, I'm just like in the flow of talking about something and something else will come up like a woman. I mentioned another like metaphor and I was like, oh, well, you know, if you want to wear lipstick and I just threw this out there and she's an older woman. And she started laughing really hard and she had her like husband in here and she was like, oh my gosh. She's like, I was just telling him this morning, if I want to wear a lipstick, I'm going to wear lipstick. Oh, <laughs> and wow. I was like, well, I was, and he, he looked at me and I was like, you got to let her wear the lipstick. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it like, so stuff like that, I think it's, it's just being guided or their messages that like somebody is helping me to like get this out there to empower them, to help them, because maybe it's not really the depression. Maybe she just wants to wear lipstick and that's going to make her feel better, you know? And that's not the case for everything, but I think that uh, I've also noticed too, I think some people, it's easier to do that with them because they're already open. Some, uh, and I don't mean like on a spiritual level, I think maybe they're just, they don't have a guard or a wall up, or they already have, feel like they can trust me. So yeah. then it allows for that process but there's other people you know because there's been times in a session where I don't know what to do I don't know what to say and I'm like asking for it I'm like give it to me like now <laughs> and it's not coming and I think it's because that other person is too guarded or they don't think I can so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's funny because I was going to ask you something mm -hmm. or I was going to bring something up and then I started needing to cough and I couldn't <clears throat> No, but I thought like in a spiritual sense, like are they yeah, telling me uh -huh. to spit it out or are they saying mm -hmm. like, don't talk about that? See, mm -hmm. like, no, because see, I'm like, no, right now everything you were saying, I was like, um, yeah, I was blown away. Like, like yeah. so obviously <clears throat> you have a strong like medium connection, right? I don't know if you yeah, call I, yourself. I, I notice it started, I think it's starting to, to get that way. I don't think I, I, I won't say I was always that way, uh, but it's starting to get that way. And maybe because I am more open to stuff. I mean, who else is listening to like, uh, a, like a five hour, I think it was the 13 hour book that I was listening to of like aliens, you know what I mean? Like who else is really, you know, I mean, I'm, I know there are people doing it, but so I think just kind of you being open, then you're helping other things to come in. But again, going back to the other thing about 
really being clear on your intentions, you know, like mm-hmm. I know that my purpose is, is to serve in whatever capacity that may be that's for the highest good of the other person and myself. But I also know that like there's certain things I'm not going to be a part of. So like the alien stuff, I've, I've said that too. I don't want to see, I don't want to see them for, for what they are, you know, because I do think that I, I would get too scared, mm. you know? So maybe that's why too, I, I don't always have those kind of encounters, I guess, but maybe they're working through me a different way. Yeah, most definitely. No, I know. I just, I was like, oh, maybe that's what I just looked at the time. You have to go, right? I guess the patient didn't come, so they they haven't told me. So that usually I get like a little message pop up that somebody's here, but they haven't. So this patient isn't here. Oh, okay. So I mean, so you, you... it was divine timing, I guess. That somebody somebody wanted us to keep talking. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay, yeah. then. So you want to just keep going then? Yeah. So I have uh, you know about thirty more minutes, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Let me just clear my throat real quick. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that was crazy. I just thought it was like <laughs> yeah. something just got really like itchy and mm. like, what the hell? <clears throat> wow. Okay. I think I'm better now. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so I don't know if I want to talk like about this because it's kind of heavy, but it goes perfectly with the mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Um since we kind of like, yeah, like we're gonna, but it's fine. I know everything happens how it's supposed to, right? Like mm-hmm. what we end up talking about, like how you said like things being channeled, like I always feel that, right? Like um, I actually pray before I do these interviews, you know, I'll, I'll say that too. Like, let me ask like the right stuff or let me this and that, right? Like I'll do it. And maybe I don't remember every time, but I do for the most part, right? Like, cause I do feel that, that someone, even something, maybe I felt like we were jumping all over the place, but maybe someone's going to get something out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but one thing, for example, like, um, I, mean, I might as well talk about it. I hope I, you know, or if I'm not supposed to talk about it, maybe it'll make me choke again or something or start coughing. <laughs> yeah. I'm filling it out. So, um, like, one thing was, like, when my brother passed away, right? For example, like, it was crazy. First of all, like, he was in the, in the second story, right? He was in the second story. So, the room, you know, it was a suicide, you know, since, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about that. So yeah. when I went after, like, you know, I don't know, it was like a week later or what, like we went to go get stuff or whatever. And, uh, you know, I was walking up the steps and it was like the air was so thick. It was like if I was pushing through something, it was like that whole thing walking up the steps, it was just like this. I had to like pull, almost like the strong, like the other day when I was riding my bike in the mountains, like it was like double the workout because the wind was so strong. I was like, oh my God, I was going like, where it's usually a good pace. I was like at a snail's pace because the wind was just blowing on me. So that's how I felt. It was like, I was pulling, there was this thick energy. Like, you know, I felt like, even though it wasn't you visibly there, I felt it, right? Mm-hmm. All the energy. So when I got there, there were things there that made me feel like there was something in there with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like something egged them on even to do it, right? Like, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I guess he, you know, he had been drinking too, so that didn't help, right? See, mm-hmm. like, that's one of the things that 
especially since I've been more connected spiritually, it's almost like I'm afraid to do be under any influence really of stuff right. because now that I understand that, I like to be always aware and in control. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that honey, I don't care how strong someone feels or this and that. When you drink or this and that, it's like you do become more susceptible, you know, unless maybe yeah. you really are that good. It just, you know, your career like drunk or <laughs> like you're really that good. But I I feel that even I, with me, like I felt like um, you know, if I drink or this and that, then I'm more open to whatever wants to come in and whisper this or whisper that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I even experienced that. I remember be, like uh it was a weird time once there was a friend I was, you know, I was out with drinking and all of a sudden, I don't know. I turned at them and I seen like, I don't know, their face looked different. I was just drinking. I wasn't under no kind of influence, but then I, it was like, if something was telling me to like, like, I don't know, like they were, mm-hmm. it was just that, like, like if, this is a good friend and I'm looking at them, like something's telling me this person's not good. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to try to do something to me or something. Right. But it was a negative thing. See, so see, like you, when you're in, with patients and everything, see something good is coming to try to help them. Mm-hmm. And that I experience, like, you know, all the time when mm-hmm. I'm in my right mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's been like I said, it's been so long, but I remember things like, you know, when you drink or this and that. Like, I remember even that, like. Like there was this guy that uh was doing tattoos. You know, and he was like, you know, because I guess he was going to go to prison. So he was doing tattoos that would cost like over a thousand dollars for like, you know, a couple, like a hundred bucks, 150 yeah. bucks for like, you know, so like there was all these people at a friend's house getting tattoos from him. I even got some tattoos from him and everything. But one day I go and he just like flipped. Like I knew he was someone that would do meth and all that. Right. So I don't know if it, that, but he flipped, right. Almost like something in his head was telling him like, yeah, he kind of like, so I kind of, you know, I don't know. It was like, like there was this tension there. And then I just, you know, like I was just ready. Like if he, but it was almost like that. Like something was telling him stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, it was crazy. No, like, um, okay. I'll just share this. So when I got a tattoo, cause I just, I had forgotten when I even got a tattoo from him, we were in this house and it was a two story house and I was getting this tattoo done. And then his wife or girlfriend, I don't know who she was upstairs. And she comes flying downstairs and she just, oh, there's something here, something there. And she, she just runs and she leaves. <laughs> and I was like, and he looks at me and he's like, I don't think something wants you to get this tattoo. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I mean, all of my tattoos, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of my tattoos have spiritual meaning, but yeah, something, I don't know what she saw upstairs or what there was there. <laughs> I don't know if it was their energy, you know, like that, like, you know, yeah. like him and his, I don't know if she did stuff too. Like I told you, like, I, that's why I've noticed people that did stuff, mm-hmm. they were very susceptible. Like they could see the spirit world. Like they, it's like that veil kind of dropped for them, but it was usually negative entities. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I bring all that up just to say like, um, like even that, right. Like with suicide, like, see, I feel that. I feel that when the suicide, even though someone might say, oh, it's part of my plan, part of this and that. I feel like it is some entities that whisper in those moments, you know, like there is things that are in those moments whispering, like, do it, do it. You know what I mean? That's my take on it from my experiences, you know? I'm, and- I'm sure it is, but I guess maybe thinking too about the free will that led up to that point, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you, yeah, like you said, like even with substance or alcohol use, like that, that somebody took that path and then boom, that's when they were met with that thing, you know? Yeah. And I think usually because like, uh, it, you're not most likely if you're under the, you're drinking this, you're smoking, you're not going to in that, in that final moment, like you're not going to be able to stop and think rationally. Like it's just, so that's where for me, it's like, it gives that whatever, if something is whispering, it gives that the opportunity to come in and really latch on. Yeah. 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 Latch on and say things, you know, I mean, that's a whole nother, I mean, that goes deep. Cause I've seen, you know, like I've seen these things. See, and I, that's what I think. I think not everyone is meant to see these things. Mm-hmm. Because if you did, like some of these things, like it's like out of a horror movie, right? Like some of the things I've seen. And I don't always see it. So it's good. Like I wouldn't want to see them. Like who would mm-hmm. want to see this yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. So see, yeah. I, I, I have that whole other like outlook on mental illness too like sometimes i feel like when it comes to that when it gets really dark when people are in that really dark space and the ones that often do try to kill themselves or or take that leap sometimes i feel like it, it's that see i look at it like it is that's why it's funny all these things that came into my life i think happened for a reason like that like the christian guy giving me a book about spiritual warfare mm-hmm. and it's literally like a war right like right. when we're not that's why you have even in the bible it has that thing be sober, be vigilant for the devil is like a roaring lion. Your devil, the adversary is like a roaring lion, you know, mm-hmm. walking, waiting to see who he can devour. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like the word devil, I think all it means is adversary. Like, I think that's all the word. That's why it's funny. They use it right there. But the word devil, I think the origins of it just means adversary, not the horned creature or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just like, yeah. It, it means adversary. So whatever this adversary is, these negative energies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that phrase, it's even there, right? Like someone wrote it. Someone took the time to wrote th- write that in this book. Like, be sober, be vigilant. Right. Because there's something yeah. out there trying to get you. When yeah. You, when you dumb down your wits, right? When when you yeah. give into that lower vibration, there's something trying to get yeah. you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because yeah. I didn't really know where I was going with that. But just to say like, uh, see, that's another take on me. I don't even know we, like if I, see, I don't feel comfortable saying that because at the same time, like, I don't know, like if people will be able to understand that, like, you know, from a spiritual, I'm talking like 100% from a spiritual point of view. Like I would, like, let's say, okay, people didn't understand what I'm talking about. That's my advice that I would give mm-hmm. from all my experience of being connected spiritually. I would say it matters like because mm-hmm. you never know when it's going to hit like even that depression, you know, sometimes it comes out of nowhere. It's so random. Mm-hmm. You're in a good mood. Then all of a sudden you your whole mood changes. You're depressed. You're suicidal, all these things. And that's what I've been shown. Right. I was shown that a long time ago, like and different mm-hmm. stages of my life that sometimes there are things that we don't see. Mm-hmm. You know? And I could understand why not everybody would be able to see that because it's some, some scary stuff to look at. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and so that's what I would say. Be aware. Like, but of course, not everyone could be sober. Like, it's not an easy road, even that being sober, being all the time, like in your right mind. Well, I mean, even if people aren't practicing sobriety, they can still have an intention behind why they're doing what they're doing. You know, so like if um, 
you know, if somebody's having a drink, is it to celebrate or is it because they're pissed off, you mm. know? And those are two different vibrations. That's true. Yeah, mm. that, maybe that makes a huge difference. I never thought about mm. that. Well, that, my dad actually used to tell me that, like, drink because you're happy, because you're celebrating. Don't drink because you're upset. Mm. No, that makes perfect sense. I, I mean, because that's one of the reasons, too, that I was always scared to, like, try acid or anything like that, because I was like, what if when I take it, yeah. you know, because I had heard of these bad trips and this and that. So I was like, what if when I take it, I start thinking negative and yeah. I create that like a whole bad trip. So I was always mm-hmm. you know, worried about that. So that's interesting yeah. that you said. That. Well, I think I think, too, for anything, you know, even taking medication for, you know, depression or something, maybe somebody's taking the pill and they're like, this doesn't work and they're taking it or they're taking it. And it's like, great, another pill, you know, versus, OK, this is when I take this. This is going to help me get through my day. When I take this, I'm going to feel better. When I take this, I'm going to take other steps to feel better, you know? Mm. So like, really, what is the intention behind everything we do? Yeah. I mean, but what about the pills where it's a side, side effects include? Like, don't well, not everything is for us, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had that too. I, I, I was on medication one time and it was, it threw me for a loop. I was like, I am not taking that. <laughs> yeah. No, I experienced that. And just by chance, it was crazy. See, that's why I I do believe all this. There's the good spirits, the negative spirits, you know, angels, whatever, however you want to call them, angels, higher mm-hmm. beings looking out for us. But that's why how I see it. It is like a war. I don't experience that as much now because I think I'm more in a higher vibration more of the time, right? Yeah. As opposed to when I was younger and I drank and this and party mm-hmm. got in a fight. There was mm-hmm. all this stuff happening. So I was more susceptible to, to the negative stuff as well. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, damn, what was I going to say? What were you, what were you talking about? I said I had taken medication before and it was, it didn't work very well. Yeah. It, like I had, I was like, <laughs> I was walking to a train stop to go to work. And this was when I was in Chicago and I was walking and I saw a big boulder or a rock almost like you would see probably where you're out, you know, like, I don't know, what is the Grand Canyon or something like a big rock. And this, I mean, that's not normal walking down the street. So I was like, what is that? Like, why is that here? And I thought maybe something was being knocked down and I'm looking around, like, am I in a construction site? And I didn't know it. And as I got closer, it ended up being a plastic bag blowing in the wind. What? So my, my perception was off that bad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was bad. And then that same day, I remember I was gonna, I was calling in to work because of that. I was on my way to work and I called in and I was like, um, something's wrong. And like I tried to explain it. And I think I'd already called in too many times at that point because I was I was living a different kind of life. Mm. So they they were not having it. They were like, you need to get in here. And I was like, okay. And I got on the train and I was trying to really think to myself, like, what is it I'm feeling? Like I was trying to check in with myself. And I was like, if I had to describe how I feel, what would I say? And this is all in my head. And I was like, I feel like a bending metal spoon. Mm. And I've never thought or felt that before. So I was like, something's wrong. I was like, mm. I got to get off this. Well, what <laughs> it was, was it that you were taking? It was uh, for. It was called naltrexone. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, I was taking it for an impulse control disorder but which is kind of almost like a compulsion or something. But um, 
what naltrexone is actually for is to um, help people stop drinking. Oh. Yeah. So like wow. during that time, like a food didn't taste good. Um, it, it may, and what it does is it, it I think it, I forgot the term used for it, but it's basically like if I had been an alcoholic and they gave me naltrexone, well, if I take a sip of vodka, it's going to make me sick pretty instantly. Oh. So that then I start associating drinking with being sick and then I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. So that's, that's what that pill is actually for. But it like messed me up at that time. And I only took it maybe three or four days. And I was like, I'm done with this. Wow. No. And, and so now I remember what, um, what I was going to say, because it's, it was something similar. It was like <laughs> when I was working, you know, at this job and it was like a warehouse and such, I get home and mm-hmm. I sit on the couch and just fall asleep, you know, and there's all this dust. So I started breaking out. Like I had never had, but it was like the acne was so bad. It was like itching. Like you just want to like, so um, I had to go to the doctor for that. And then they prescribed me these pills. You know, it was a huge can like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I was getting, I probably got into like half the bottle or something. Oh yeah. I bought, I said, can the bottle, mm-hmm. right. I had probably gotten like halfway through the bottle and I had been feeling like super depressed, like a really bad, like, you know, almost like with the anxiety medicine, but that's more understandable, but this was for acne. Like, and, mm-hmm. and so I happened to, I was talking to a friend, like in another state, like in, like they live in Colorado, you know, or something. And I was telling them like, yeah, I feel really weird. I'm taking, like, I don't know. Oh, and they asked me, are you taking like, uh, like, yeah, I'm taking these pills for acne. Oh, my cousin took the same and they were like all suicidal or whatever. I was like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. So I stopped taking them and I was like, that was only halfway through. If I would have finished the whole bottle by the time, I like, yeah. But yeah. bad though, I, it had me in a really weird like fogger. But you know, it just tripped me out because it was for acne. Like, what the? Why would acne medication make you want to like freaking kill yourself? You know? Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's just uh being careful with that stuff. Um. Well, I was in a you know, in a spiritual sense. Like, they talk about that, too, how the word, like, I don't know, something about the pharmaceutical word comes from some other old word that means something, but it's almost mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know, they tied it into something spiritual. I would have to look it up. Someone was saying something about that. I think it was actually like a Christian preacher was talking about how the word pharmaceutical comes from this or that and how mm-hmm. how it's. I'm going to look it up now. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It, but what, what were you going to say though? Do you no, know no. Well, Cause everything, it's almost like tied into, it almost sounds like they almost made it sound like it is in a formal way, like a spell kind of, you know how they made it mm-hmm. sound like how, well, see, I think that's where, where the whole like witches and stuff. Um, on here, it says in Greek, it's from pharmacuticosers. I don't know, but it says it means preparer of drugs or poisoner. Ah, poisoner. Yeah. Poisoner. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, right? Yeah. Wow. That the word that they used to give everybody yeah. the pharmaceutical. Company. I was about to say too. I didn't want to like say this because you know of my link to to it, but I guess um, also I'm just a therapist, so I'm not. I don't really mess with the drugs, but. Um, uh, 
when you mentioned the acne medication giving you the suicidal thoughts, like you almost wonder what if some of these things that we are taking for something else are probing a different thing so that we'll have to go seek help for and get another pill. You see what I'm saying? Like, what if it's all like a domino effect? Give them this for their acne so then they feel bad and then they have to go see a psychiatrist to go get a pill to fix that, you know? And then sign them up for therapy so they really feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it just is like a whole thing of like just not feeling good. Yeah. No, I mean. When it was just acne. Yeah. Like I, I heard someone say something about like, they said, uh, for example, like, I mean, this is unrelated, but in the same way, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. it was true though. It, it stood out to me. Well, like they said about how Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. there's like, it's almost like there's no reason that should even exist. Like it's, it's useless. It's mm-hmm. bad for you. Like really bad. So bad. Yeah. Like they've shown where they pour it on a, like a battery or a car battery. Yes, and it's like, yeah like acid I think it like cleans it'll clean like the dra- your drains and stuff like it'll like I don't remember it was something about that too like imagine what's doing the inside of your stomach like wow yeah yeah so see there's so many things out there but they they push it like I think even that I I they did this whole documentary how like one of the number one killers in in Mexico is Coca-Cola like People mm-hmm. drink it over there so much. It's like everyone's getting diabetes and this and that. But that's like the one of the number one killers, like mm-hmm. co- straight Coca-Cola, because everyone's obsessed with it. Yeah. yeah I mean, so. I even like it. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Oh, wow. Well, I haven't <laughs> I drank. Mean, I've, I've really reduced how much I drink it. But every now and then I just got to get a sip. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah see, I, I think I just got you. I haven't drank soda in so long. Yeah. I got used to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, coffee too. My, my thing was coffee, but then when I got Mine's the anxiety, huh? Yeah. I said mine is still coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, no. Like, I, yeah, I might go drink some right now. But I stopped for a whole year when I got the anxiety because it does put make your anxiety worse, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had to stop. It forced me to. But I felt like that was all part of something. Like you know how they say. It's not being done to you. It's done. It's being done for you. Mm-hmm. Like you've heard that, right? Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I felt. Like okay, spiritually. Well, you know, I I think it it made me healthier because I don't know. Like it, it's obvious to me. Like if I drink coffee or you drink a lot of coffee, like mm-hmm. I'll start feeling less healthy when it's a lot of coffee, right? Like it just mm-hmm. not maybe just a cup a day or something like that, but. I've noticed it, but sometimes, like, you know, when you drink a cup a day and you want more, like you kind of build a tolerance, you know? Yep. So I would, yeah. So I would feel that. And especially during the pandemic thing, and I didn't drink coffee for a year. So I was pretty, I was pretty healthy, you know? Yeah. Like I was just, everything was more, mm-hmm. you know, like, I guess natural or whatever. Like, I, I so I was feeling healthy. So I, I, that's, that was my theory. I feel like they did that for me for like on purpose and and then mm-hmm. so i was able to be pretty healthy through the whole thing so, yeah so i don't know yeah i don't know if there's anything else um yeah I, I don't know what do you think you think this conversation we touched on a lot of mental health things or not really 
I, I think it was definitely more like spiritual and esoteric, but we, we did come back to mental health many times. We were trying to tie it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, cause it's, it's like, that's why I wanted to do the last episode we mm-hmm. did. I'm, I'm really grateful that, you know, you did it with me and everything because I do get it. Like, I think the majority of people like are going to relate more to that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I obviously don't know everybody. I don't know how everyone's spiritual, you know, level, right. Of mm-hmm. what they know. So mm-hmm. I would like to have more, com- like this kind of conversation feels more natural for me, like to mm-hmm. be able to talk freely about everything. Right. Like if those I would like for people to be able to understand this, but like I said, or maybe that, maybe it's a, for me, it's a, you know, you want to talk about like mental health. Like that was a big thing for me to be in a household where nobody believes kind of thing, you know? So all that stuff really affected me. Mm -hmm. It took me a long time to finally, to break out of that, right. To be able to talk about this. So I think I still have some of those traumas that see when I'm talking about stuff, like I don't want to go too deep to where people don't understand and nobody gets anything out of it. Like I'd rather people, you know, go follow along and, and they're like, oh, wow, I could relate to that. But maybe they could. I don't know. I guess, yeah. who knows? Maybe we, we were just channeling through this whole thing and whatever had to come out, came out. Yes. Know? It seemed like there were many messages. In there. I mean, we talked about sobriety, even, you know, like who knows, right? <laughs> yeah. No, well, that's a, I mean, that'd be a huge, I mean, it was even that, right? Like for me, it was really hard to be like to get because I used to like drinking, but I wouldn't drink like I wasn't a, a heavy. I would just when I did drink, I drank, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. So when I would go, I would drink mm-hmm. to the point of, you know, you know, and then after I got a few, actually, see, I didn't even in a way like have, getting a few DUIs helped me. Yeah. Like that's what it took, you know, like, yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, I just had the strongest. Uh, I did actually, because I was without the DUIs. I had gone sober for a while, you know, but then, you know, whatever. Like, I think the DUIs were kind of that extra push. Like when you're spending all that money and all this and that, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, this isn't worth it. So I, I just learned to be sober, but it was hard at first because it's like, I guess even just that the restricted, feeling restricted, like, oh, damn, I really can't do this because if I get caught, then the consequence you know, and I got those before Uber had even came out, I think. So, yeah, like there was no like, you know, taxi cabs were way too expensive. Like nobody. Right. Yeah. Nobody yeah. really called taxi cabs. So it was like before Uber came out, like if I was still drinking right now, then I'd be I, I would probably drink a lot. So because I could just call an Uber. You know? <laughs> like, right. Uh, yeah. An Uber. So I guess I'm glad. Um, But just to tie that in, like, I guess it really helped me definitely being sober, especially when you start experiencing things. So. I guess maybe we could start wrapping it up with that. And, and yeah. you know, you could add whatever you want to add uh, as well. Um, like being sober definitely helps when you're opening up spiritually. Because that could be the difference for me. It might have been the difference between thinking, oh, shoot, I'm really crazy. Or understanding, like, wait a second, I'm 100% sober. Mm-hmm. I'm in my right state of mind. Like, what's really going on? And then looking into it. And finding people mm-hmm. that have gone through the same thing, you know, because then once I found that spiritual and even on YouTube and everything, you'll find so many spiritual people that, you know, you're not crazy. So mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, being able to know like, OK, like I'm not crazy. Like this is really happening. This happened to all these other people. 
you know what I mean? And, and being sober enough to recognize that, I think, is a huge thing. So I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Well, I, I mean, I think that that's big, too. And also, just like we were talking about with the pharmaceuticals and how those are so big and widespread and like, they're, you know, it's this idea to just take a pill and, and get better right away or something. But I mean, even with uh, alcohol, too they have the name spirits, right? Wine mm. and spirits, right? So they're trying to like advertise almost like that this, you know, go in this direction, but that's not the spirit you actually want, you know, unless your intention behind it is different. You know, some, I guess in some cultures or even in religion, you know, they're using wine, you know, during service and stuff like that. So again, but it's a different intention, you know, it's to bring them closer to God or something, right? But, and it's just a sip, but I think it all just comes with the intention. What is the intention behind it? Is it ceremonial? Is it because you're celebrating or is it because you're really upset because at that point you need to step away from the bottle or the glass, whatever it is. Yeah. No. And it's funny, like that you mentioned that, like about in the Bible, because that would be my one thing, like, cause there's all these people with, and you know, NDEs that say they saw Jesus and this and that. Mm -hmm. Like I never personally saw Jesus. Like when I would have visions, like when I was, younger i i thought it was a straight god right like mm -hmm. or how natives say the great spirit because that's what it looked like like this ancient spirit right mm -hmm. and this is the you know entity that would show me these different things right and mm -hmm. so um but one thing like let's say they're you know like jesus is there right like you know because i don't know like you know i, I could say like but mm -hmm. um you know, if, if Jesus was there, I would have to ask about the wine. Because there's this parable about, or this story about Jesus turned the water to wine. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, right. Like, I just never even agreed with that. I was like, I, everything else sounds good. Like, oh, wow. You know, everything is awesome. Like, the whole Bible, like, nothing bothers me. But that passes. Like, why in the hell are you trying to get everybody drunk? <laughs> like, it just <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. Because yeah. how bad, like, all, all so many bad things, like, that happen with alcohol. Like, I think. I mean, everything, right? Like, that's why it's crazy. Even alcohol, just all the chaos it brings. Domestic violence, people killing, like, uh, like you know, at one point they warned us, like, in the military, it was, like, most, well, no, it wasn't just drinking and driving. It was, like, people would die, like, even just trying to drive home for the holidays mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, you, you know, you get, you, you go on leave and people trying to drive across the country. You know, they're stationed here, mm -hmm. trying to drive and they'll get in car wrecks. So they were saying, mm -hmm. like, car wrecks were a huge killer of military people right but i don't think that that was really they didn't specify i don't think it was drinking but it could be but we know how many people die from drinking so right. mm -hmm. it's just amazing that that's uh so yeah that thing in the bible always bothered like nothing else bothers me from it but that passage like jesus turned water to wine like why the hell did he i would ask that like if I met, why the hell did you do that i don't get it you know <laughs> <laughs> who knows Maybe it was just, um, you know, you know, like how we say not everything is literal. Maybe it was just something relatable that they thought would be relatable or that people would kind of be like, oh, wow, about, you know, like what if it was he turned the wine into juice? People might be like, ah, whatever. But like if it was like wine, then they're like, oh, yeah, I love it. Because maybe back then that's what people were really trying to take in. And so I don't know. Yeah. No, no, but see that then that makes it sound more like it was a marketing tool, like. Yeah. Hey, Jesus well. <laughs> hey, Jesus turned water to wine. Oh, no way. I love this Jesus. Where exactly. Is like, I yeah. mean, <laughs> I won't go there. I won't touch that one. Yeah. No, no, that's me. I, I'll talk about it. You know, like I studied, like I studied the Bible so much, like, you know, mm -hmm. 
so I, yeah but that that you know like it bothered me I was like why is he trying to make everyone drunks and yeah stuff like that you know but that's yeah. funny yeah so no that's a good no I guess we could end it there unless uh, yeah. there's anything else you want to talk it. about no okay oh uh, well thank you so much um man I feel like we really hopped all over the place but it was still <laughs> it was still an honor and, and I appreciate it and we'll do another one um there was something else I wanted to talk with you about but uh you know I'll, I'll remember after because I was thinking when we were talking all that oh we could do a whole episode about that but I, I completely forgot. So when it comes back to me, I'll let you know. No worries. All okay. right. Thank okay. you so Thank much you. for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Have a great day. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. That's right. Sometimes you're just feeling it. You know what I'm saying? You're just feeling it. <laughs> and I want to feel this way forever. Forever.